Welcome. It's a beautiful day here in Fargo, if that's where you're from, if that's where you're hailing at. Maybe Moorhead even. You probably got the same weather as we do over here in Fargo. Enjoy it, huh? It's been great. But anyway, welcome everybody. Canatalk and D with Wilson. Every Thursday I get in here, 420, I open a big fat bag of cannabis news, and that's happening today. We got kind of an interesting array of uh, stories regarding cannabis. They're kind of interesting. They, uh, they're they not animal stories, and they're not like just fun, like, you know, fun stories, but they're interesting. So we'll talk about it. Uh, how many people uh, get killed, get whacked by the fentanyl? We'll talk about that. The number's staggering. But again, kind of talking to you with Wilson. Right before me was nobody except for automation robot Fred, spelled with a P. But in the morning, it's country with Travis. I think it's like a side of country. I'll have to look at it more. But I think it's 10 o'clock in the morning. After me, Stinky Arts Music Mart, usually, but not today. So, uh, he not, he no feeling well, so I hope he's feeling better. I'm not sure what we got going on afterwards, but uh, if you stick around, you'll know. And that's your Thursday. Again, if you're interested in being a DJ and pumping out content, there's just a few hurdles you got to jump through. You got to jump over a fire. We've got to stab you with something sharp. And then everything else is pretty easy from that. Uh, RadioFreeFargo.org, reach out. Uh, Thursday's wide open. You can't have my spot because I got to talk about cannabis and the benefits of cannabis. I believe God created cannabis for us to use as we see fit responsibly. I've decided to start adding. And I show him props every Sunday morning, Antioch Church. 10 o'clock in the morning, we do a recovery class. If you got a monkey on your back or you've knocked the monkey off your back, but you can still feel him, you know, pulling on your pant leg a little bit, like tickling your lower back. Let me ride again, Greg. Anyhow, we got what you need there. We call it the Holy Ghost. And we had a judge to working me out great. So, uh, you know, maybe I'm not the only one it'll work for. 11 a.m., we worshiped a man upstairs. And again, I show him props for giving us a plant that has so many duties and it uh, it's it's applications are so vast and we've got special revival services Sunday Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday but dude out of the uh, bayou so come on through if you ain't doing nothing and if you're not doing nothing right now let's talk about cannabis and the benefits of cannabis this show is brought to you by black cottage alchemy black cottage alchemy.com black cottage alchemy on facebook body butter 1600 migs of cbd locally grown hemp of course we got comfrey myrrh which myrrh is pretty good pretty good for you they say ling lang coconut oil it's for that all over soothing yeah whatever you got on your body body butter will handle it colloidal silver i think is in the repertoire of the black cottage alchemy so thank you black cottage alchemy for sponsoring can of talk and deal with wilson again at 420 we'll open a big fat bag of cannabis news but with a heavy heart and i i mean unless you're living under a rock you know that uh, my boy gordon lightfoot passed on to whatever comes after that he was an old dude man he's in the 80s and what's crazy is he had his 2023 tour planned canceled it due to health and then died naturally in his sleep and so i was talking this morning like you would think that's the most unnatural way you know you, you got your whole life you're living your life yeah you're you're looking towards the future and then you don't wake up one day you know because we're so 
precondition that you have to be something's re- I mean there has to be a chaos a chaotic kind of interim period before you pass on you know oh he was struggling with this and life was really hard there we knew it was coming it was natural but the true natural is when you just don't know and you've lived a full life and bang 80 some years old you have to cancel your tour and then it ain't much longer you just kind of slide out naturally but Gordon Lightfoot man he always had and I'm going to play this first song here which for me I'm not sure what it's about now it's is it from the lens of a guy who's looking in a window of a bedroom at somebody from the back stairs or is it written from somebody who sees them I don't know but sundown my friends It's a crazy song. Here you go. Gordon Lightfoot, rest in peace. Oh, man, what a creepy song, but what a great song. Sundown, Gordon Lightfoot. He passed on this week, like 80-some years old. And, man, what a catalog of music. Like, if you want to listen to how you're supposed to write a song, check out my man Gordon LF. That's, you know, an acronym for Lightfoot, in case you're wondering. KRWF 95.9. LPFM, RadioFreeFargo.org. Moorhead Fargo is where we're physically located, but you can listen wherever you want to. RadioFreeFargo.org. Can I talk indeed with Wilson? I'm your boy, Wilson. 420, we're going to open a big fat bag of cannabis news. So hang on, stay loose, and keep it groovy. We're going to talk about Minnesota, friends. And man, if you're a resident of Minnesota, if you're from Wisconsin, or if you're from North Dakota, I'm not saying you've got an invested interest in something that would, you know, would still be uh, off limits 500 feet from where you live. But I live in North Dakota, and I mean, I'd, I don't have as many conversations with people from Minnesota. However, it's just right across the river. But what happened last week with the Minnesota uh, movement towards cannabis legalization is is stunning. Um, there's still a little bit of a possible, you know, football pull from Lucy on the poor Charlie Brown, but we'll talk about it. And again, if you've lived under a rock, you got no idea, but even my people at church knows what's going on in Minnesota regarding the sin plant, the sin flower. All right. But here, this is from my cannabis moment. And there's kind of a lot of things to kind of unpack we'll talk about more probably at 420 bipartisan minnesota lawmakers appointed to finalize cannabis legalization bill in bicarmel conference so both chambers of the minnesota well let me just back up house of representatives on wednesday last week voted i think it was like 7159 for the cannabis measure the senate on friday they voted and it was a little trickier it was 3433 And that's just one human being, or two, I suppose you need two to split the difference. But man, oh man, that's close. But, you know, we know that Timmy Tim, Timmy Tim Tim Tim, is going to sign it. Okay? All right, fine. Well, I just assumed House passed it, Senate passed it, we're in, we're in, it's done. And I got kind of excited. Until I started seeing these tweets from some of the, you know, representatives and the legislators going, good luck in the uh, in the conference, in like a conference committee. Yeah, conference appointments. Okay, what? So, here's what's got to happen. Okay, so a total of 10 bicarmel negotiators 
were selected to resolve differences between their companion legalization measures that cleared their respective chambers last week. Okay. So, they'll hold meetings to agree, and now keep in mind, they have to be done by May 22nd. So, we're screaming towards it. By the way, happy uh, Cinco de Mayo to you guys in advance. Ole. Anyway, the members will hold meetings to agree on the provisions of a reconciled bill, which in my head, I'm thinking, well, that's good, because when you do that, maybe the votes will be reflective more in in the uh, cannabis legalization corner, you know. But I don't know that thirty four thirty three in the Senate. That I mean, that's that's not a lot of room. That's not a lot of room. So anyway, so they're going to hold meetings, agree on provisions, and then send it to the House and Senate for final floor votes before the legislation can send it to Governor Timmy Tim Tim Tim. And I don't know why got to say his name more than once and then put an extra M and a Y on it. But it is what it is. I'm mental. Okay, so, now, both versions would end prohibition and set up a regulated system. They were amended in different ways through an extensive committee process. Uh, one of the differences was the tax rate, and I believe the other was, you know, the holding. So, anyway, um, the, and here's what I read from the Zach Stevenson. He goes, the House members on the conference committee on my bill to legalize cannabis in Minnesota have been named. So I don't know what that means. Do they pull uh, you know people out of the hat, and maybe that's a, maybe that's a problem. But then again, there's still going to be the floor votes. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But anyway, West is a part of one of the uh, conference committees, and he was one of the several Republican members to offer amendments during committee and on the floor. He wants lower possession limits, increased funding for law enforcement, drug recognition, expert training. But again, if, if my thing is, is if you've got to be a clinical psychologist with hypnotherapy, with a hypnotherapy degree, just to determine whether or not this guy's impaired or not, well, maybe he's not impaired. I mean, again, you slap a 1.75 on one of those derelicts downtown tonight. Let's say you give him that 175 uh, tomorrow morning. We'll say 9 a.m. for fun. I think he can get it as early as 8 a.m., but let's just say 9 a.m. You ain't going to need no drug recognition expert trainer to tell me that that guy has got an issue at 3 o'clock in that afternoon once he's polished that traveler pack or a 175er off. I mean, if he hits that 175er, I think that's like a gallon or something. That's a lot. There ain't no way that just the trail of witnesses as he's falling on stuff, you know, slipping into the, uh, you know, place where you can get a slice of pie and he's drooling and mumbling on stuff you ain't gonna need increased funding for a drug it ain't gonna take a rocket scientist to know that that guy's been sipping off the vodka since 9 a.m that morning with reckless abandon you know so uh, why why do we need all this training to determine something if, if it shouldn't be obvious you know, like like the officer goes, I can tell you're slosh, sir. You, you, you got no business. What do they say? You got no business being behind a wheel. Because they're geniuses? No. Because it reeks in there. His head's bouncing off the steering wheel. He's in a, you know, he's in a park next to a slide. You know, like, well, man, boy, I wish we had more funding so we could tell whether or not this guy's impaired. 
Meanwhile, he's got like a Burger King crown on his head. He's not wearing pants. I mean, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I'm not saying let's make sure that's the case. I just think it's so silly that these are imperatives that these legislators want. Ooh, man, we got we to gotta take a break. We got to take a break. All right, here's Ruck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. We're going to keep it going for Gordon Lightfoot, 95.9. Man, what a jam. Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, Gordon Lightfoot, 1976. Rest in peace. He passed this week, 80-some years old. Man, what a catalog of lyrical genius from that guy. Kind of talking to you with Wilson. I'm Wilson, 420. We open a big fat bag of cannabis news. We're a little bit behind. I apologize. Programming on KRWF, LPFM, Radio Free Fargo is being underwritten by Flatland Guitar and Luthery. Flatland Guitar is your full-service guitar shop and your exclusive dealer for Yamaha, Taylor, and Paul Reed Smith Guitars and other brands. They sell guitars on consignments. They take trade-ins and have a full-service on-site repair center. Check out Flatland Guitar and Luthery on Facebook or visit them in person at their location, 145020. 25th Street South in Fargo. Let's get this show popping, should we? You know what that means. Right on the other side of this. Hey, it's Phil from Canaheads. Like this episode? Hit that like button. And if you enjoy the show, hit that subscribe button to stay up to date on cannabis news local and national. Listen live on 95.9 in the Fargo, North Dakota region from 4 to 5 p.m. on Thursday. For our non-Fargo region friends, you can listen on your favorite podcast platform. Just search Canatalk ND with Wilson. Now enjoy the show. Well, we'll just do it slow and quick today. Canatalk ND with Wilson, that's what we're getting ready to get into right now. 420, we normally open a big fat bag of cannabis news, but thanks to stinking Gordon Lightfoot and it's Gordon Lightfoot hour, he's got us a little late, but that's all right. I talked a lot in the first segment. Cannabis moment. Teen cannabis use has been has been declining since legal dispensaries started opening federal CDC studies show. Now, the CDC, that's like a spot like most people listen to. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Youth Risk Behavior Survey, published last week, found that teen use of all monitored substance, including cannabis, alcohol, and prescription drugs, has decreased linearly, linearly, linearly. Man, I can't pronounce that. It just means linear. Okay. When it comes to cannabis, what's especially notable is that the federal study shows high school student use was trending up from 20 at 2009 to 2013. Before legal cannabis uh, start, dispensary started opening, but it's been generally on the decline since then. The first state rec law was approved by voters in 2012. Wow. With regulated retail sales beginning in 2014, which I think was Oregon. I don't know. The latest data... Shows that 15.8% of high school students reported using cannabis at least once, down from 21.7% in 2009, and even lower than that of 23% in 2013. Health officials have been encouraged by the trend. However, you know, why, why are we still saying it's the use, you know, it's a problem? Why are we still using kids then? I mean, if the CDC, which, you know, I mean, I'm not a governmental truster, administrative, policy-making liker anyway, you know, but a lot of people take CDC seriously. So, and usually prohibitionists and people that are anti-cannabis love to hear when CDC and people talk about, you know, the dangers. But when they uh, come out with all of this, 
Teens are also reporting lower rates of lifetime cannabis consumption. In 2021, 27.8% of teens said they'd use cannabis at least once, a nearly 10 percentage point drop from 2019. Youth substance use has declined over the past uh, decade, including during COVID-19 pandemic. However, substance use remains common among high school students and continued monitoring is important in the context of changing marketplace for alcohol, beverage products, and other drugs. Scaling up tailored evidence-based policies, programs, and practices to reduce factors that contribute to risk for adolescent substance abuse. Once they reschedule the cannabis and get it out of the you know same bracket as heroin and fentanyl, I mean, it's ridiculous. You know, when they can use words like you're addicted to drugs and there's just, you know, there's really just not any proof that it it's psychologically addicting or it's certainly physiologically addicting, you know. I mean, there's people that talk about lack of sleep and, and sort of things like that. But they'll tell you if you use anything for sleep, they don't recommend it long-term use because your body will forget how to go to sleep on its own. So... You know, it's not so much what you use, but the fact that you do use something for sleep. And I'm getting close to payday, so I've been trying. I mean, I I had started taking sleep aids, natural ones, you know. And I'm getting close to payday, so I kind of had ran out. And I noticed that I can go to sleep. Who knew? You know, however... The CBD and any sort of like hemp and cannabis, if you're in a legal state, works wonders as a natural sleep aid as opposed to Benadryl, you know. So I don't want to get on the Benadryl soapbox because I will. I will. Let's keep cruising. This is also from Cannabis Moment. FTA, that's the trucker uh, trucker people. They finalized new cannabis testing policies to reduce false positives. Now, uh, and the DOT is... And, and I could be wrong, but I believe that if you have to do a urinalysis test to get a, become a truck or any DOT-related job requirement, is they have to watch you pee. Like, you literally can't go into a cubicle and do your thing and come out, you know? I mean, even in, like, uh, you know, occupational health, you know, up on 12th Avenue, any sort of job, that's where they're going to send you. You still close the screen. I mean, the lady sitting right there, you can hear her breathing. But you can't see the act. But with DOT, somehow, I don't know, what some sort of liability thing allows them to literally look at your junk while you're putting pee in a cup. And so the fact that these guys have kind of revamped, well, because, well, I, have re- I, I told you about the story a while back where, I mean, all the truckers, I mean, I don't know what the percentage of truckers that they aren't able to la- allow drive because of this stringent rule. So it looks like these guys are doing something different. So they finalized a rule to amend its drug testing policy in a way that could have significant implications for truckers, drivers, pilots, and other federally regulated transit workers who use cannabis off the job. And that's that's a neat phrase to see because back in the day, that was the reason they'd use to, you know, stress you. You had to use it off the job, but you're still using it. Nobody would say we need to revamp the drug testing because of what they're doing off the job. I mean, we've been saying that forever. So, in a notice published in the FR Federal Register, 
The department said that it has completed the rulemaking process for the policy change, which would allow oral saliva drug testing as an alternative to urine-based tests, which is really stinking cool because apparently, and we'll talk about it, apparently they can get within the hour. And we'll talk about it. All right. So DOT proposed last year that testing of oral saliva be added as an alternate solution. Advocates and experts view as urine tests is problematic in part because THC metabolites can show up for weeks or months after consumption, which again didn't used to be a problem. It wasn't a problem with them, I guess, discriminating against you. It didn't matter. But now with all the legal states and there's all this hubbub and kerfluffle because there's these bleeding of whatever legal reasons to do something you are trying to consider and treat is still illegal and again everybody knows about the insurance scams with workman's comp you know i mean insurance companies can offer you lower rates if you say you drug test your you know your people you know so i mean it isn't completely about safety it's kind of about money but i mean we live in a bottom line society it's all about the money you know that's why we're you know consumer market our products product quality is crap because it's the bottom line but anyway following a public comment period the department finalized the oral saliva testing rule will take effect on june 1st allowing employers to use oral fluid testing may improve the effectiveness of drug testing and that's what we've been saying all along i mean if you can prove that i smoked a big fat blunty blunt before i got under that forklift maybe okay we can talk about that. I say if you know how to drive a forklift, you probably won't blunt up and break. Because, man, that's a big thing. You're sticking it in stuff. and You could drop a whole pallet. and It'd be embarrassing. You know, so your brain would tell you that. Hey, maybe you shouldn't do this because, man, what if you drop that pallet or whatnot on the thingy? You know, on the, on the shop cat. What if you drop the pallet of bricks on the shop cat after you all blunt it up? You know, so you're going to make that own decision on your own. So, oral fluid testing can detect the recent use of some drugs, including cannabis and cocaine. While urine drug testing has a longer window of detection. So, the agency said it received comments both within and outside the scope of relevance. Uh, They uh, urged DOT to just stop testing drivers for cannabis altogether. But it said that it's important to remember that the beginning of DOT-regulated testing in 88 was prompted by cannabis-related accidents in the 80s. I'd be interesting to look at that because, I mean, the 80s, I mean, cannabis wasn't even that good, really. I mean, I mean, it's relative, right? Like, like relative to cannabis related accidents, 6% THC or, you know, 100%, you know. But anyway, here's the thing. Oral testing for THC could also prevent people who casually use, I love that, casually use from being penalized for consuming weeks prior to a urine test. That's because depending on frequency of use, THC is generally detected in saliva anywhere from 1 to 24 hours after use. So that gets you 24 hours. It's beautiful. DOT's finalized rule set a 4 nanogram per milliliter screening test cutoff, which it said in earlier notice would detect use of cannabis while eliminating possibilities of positive results testing from passive exposure. Meanwhile, DOT also proposed guidance last year warning drivers who use CBD that they are doing so at their own risk, which I feel like that's always the case, right? But, I mean, that's, that's movement in, in a positive direction, isn't it? 
And then, if you weren't listening to the prior uh, segment, uh, just and you're from Minnesota and you care about the cannabis legalization bill, it was passed by the House, passed by the Senate. Senate was 34-33, so that's not great. And so they've got to come together now with these committees and agree on, because apparently there were two different measures going in tandem or in parallel in each, you know, in each whatever, respective whatever. So they still got to vote again, but they passed it in the House, passed it in the Senate with the current way it is. They're going to revamp it. And I would imagine that it would get more votes for. So that's good news. And they have until May 22nd. So I would. I would I mean if you were Minnesota I'd start working on that bong project in your garage just kidding Now let's talk about this and this is kind of an interesting story uh, New York now keep in mind New York has legalized cannabis they just are arguing over implementing the store so there's a delay but there's always a delay when it comes to legislators uh, you know what I mean they just that's how they do it so new, but listen to this. New York budget includes 16 million to combat unlicensed cannabis dispensaries. Now the reasons there's unlicensed cannabis dispensaries is because the stupid legislators have delayed. They have been dragging their feet. So instead of taking this 16 million dollars to figure out how to get these stinking dispensaries open legit, they're going to put it towards stopping these illegitimate cannabis dispensaries because they haven't come up with the plan to go forward. They haven't. Okay. So, New York's budget bill includes $16 million in funds to combat unlicensed cannabis dispensaries. The fine went from five hundred dollars to $7,500 for the first offense. The bill also gives the state authority to mandate store closures. Okay. Language in the bill is careful to differentiate that the rules would pertain only to dispensary shops and not private citizens. Okay, Hochul, Hochul, whatever, had previously proposed fines of up to 10000 per day for unlawful cannabis storefronts. So, let's see if I can find out. Let's see. Okay, here we go. Cities throughout the state, particularly New York City, have seen unlicensed businesses proliferate as the state has been slow to issue adult-use retail license. So instead of just, well, I don't know, just speeding up a little bit, using that $16 million, maybe grease a wheel, they put it towards businesses that, are, that just don't want to wait. They've already passed legalization. So this is just crazy governmental hang-noosing. I just made that term up. You're welcome. Let's keep going here. This is from High Times. Fentanyl overdoses see dramatic spike in U.S. according to report. Now, I don't know how many you even think die of fentanyl, but in 2021, nearly 70,000 Americans died of fentanyl overdoses. And that's not even considering how many people are just addicted to fentanyl that aren't dying. Right? That's insane. So... Overdoses surged between 2016 and 2021. They found that uh, it was up at 21.6%. Uh, let's see, only 18,000 died in 2016. So fentanyl, for example, is grouped with other synthetic opioids like tramadol and nitazines, which is crazy because tramadol is nowhere near fentanyl. But anyway... We need to know exactly what people are dying from so we know what services they need to stay alive. So the age-adjusted rate of drug overdose deaths involving fentanyl more than triple over the study period. 
Anyway, let's uh, oh, let's see here. Uh, from twenty to twenty, uh, twenty sixteen to twenty twenty one. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, I don't care about that. Let's keep going, shall we? Okay, what do we got? The Secret Service, and here we got another one. Secret Service is relaxing its cannabis policy. So first, we got the Trucking uh, Trucking Association, the DOT, which is so rigid when it comes to testing. And again, they wouldn't even let you use CBD shampoo, just you know, because they suck. Kind of talking D with Wilson every Thursday, four twenty. Open a big fat bag of cannabis news, and we're deep inside that now. The U.S. Secret Service just relaxed its cannabis hiring policies to attract a broader range of qualified candidates. What's so crazy is if you're 25 or younger, you can apply if you've abstained from weed from one full year. But if you're older than that, anyone over 28 would need to have to stay off the ganja for five full years. I mean, and now as a Christian, I can't lie, right? So, I mean, if I was going to be a super spy, super secret agent, Greg... Then I couldn't lie. But if I wanted the job and they go, has it been five years? You go, no. I'm not suggesting lying, but all of a sudden we've got like a an honesty policy when it comes to Secret Service. We'll just take your word for it. Seems like the opposite of what the Secret Service does. So it also acknowledges the proliferation of CBD products. It is recognized that an applicant may have used or purchased CBD in the past year. I mean, it's still stupid. The USSSS also draws a bizarre distinction between personal and recreational cannabis use. The agency defines personal use as getting lit with friends, while recreational use is defined as the sale, cultivation, or distribution other than for personal use. Whoa. Candidates are barred from applying if they've actually sold cannabis within 10 years of filing the job application. So why can't you just say whatever? Now, the new hiring decision doesn't affect current employees, though. Any federal employee that tests positive for THC on a random can still be disciplined or fired from their job. Well, they can be disciplined, but they could just get a slap on the wrist. So to have that kid be disciplined or fired, you know, is pretty interesting. All right, this is from MJ Biz Daily. New research confirms plant-killing black root rot in cannabis facility. Now, it's kind of a weird story, but the fungus that causes the plant disease, black root rot, which sounds like a kind of a cool group, put your hands together for black root rot in the house, has spread to cannabis plants beyond hemp. Apparently, it's all over. It's growing on and inside your root tissue, and then it's causing the roots to die, and the plant will eventually die as a consequence of that. And if you can't control that, you'll face total crop destruction. Um, the affected cannabis plant in Cranbrook, B.C. had to throw out a whole bunch of equipment. They had to get rid of a bunch of plants. Now, the equipment, you can't just clean it. That's pretty gnarly. You can't. You got to throw away equipment. So anyway, commercial cannabis business should be aware that black root rot exists and poses a threat to their bottom line. Let's keep cruising. This is also from MJ Biz Daily. Cannabis cultivator Bright Green granted DEA production license. Which is kind of crazy because this guy... Okay, so the announcement about the DEA's decision comes nearly one year after Bright Green shares debuted on the NASDAQ. But they haven't sold it. The company said in its latest earning reports that it had cash totaling whatever. Let's see, where are we, where are we at here? Oh, Bright Green, which recorded zero revenue in its fourth quarter ending December 31st, 2022, has announced plans to build production and facilities in small New Mexican town of Grant. And zero revenue. And the DEA 
What's up with them? The release said the DA registration paves the way for Bright Green to try to raise $500 million to a federal investment program that targets immigrant investors known as EB-5. According to Bright Green News release, the DEA allows the company to grow, manufacture, and sell legally under federal and state laws. And now uh, the key word here is federal. Cannabis and cannabis-related products for research, pharmaceutical applications, and affiliated import and export means buying and selling. Interesting, right? So, cannabis moment. Cannabis helps cancer cancer patients think more clearly and manage pain. Study using cannabis from dispensaries fine. Now, remember, that was a problem because they were using their funk, nasty cannabis grown outside under a deck, you know, the porch deck of some governor. And, and the argument was, well, use some real cannabis from like a dispensary. The stuff that people with cancer is actually using anyway. Uh, while cannabis produces intoxicating effects and that initial high can temporarily impair cognition, patients who use cannabis from state license, blah, 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 two weeks for two weeks started reporting clearer thinking. Huh? Reported clearer thinking. We thought we might see some problems with cognitive function, but people actually felt like they were thinking more clearly. It was a surprise. Well, it's not a surprise to me. A groundbreaking study co-authored by members of CU Chain shows the cancer patients who use cannabis to address their symptoms have less pain, sleep better, and after weeks of sustained use, seem to think more clearly. That include, uh, let's see, the study is noted for another reason. Patients took a diversity of edible cannabis products. They use tinctures, baked goods, gummies, blah, 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 blah. Cannabis remains federally prohibited. The majority of studies that play, take place in the U.S. rely on either pharmaceutical grade, like dronabinol or standardized cannabis grown at a federalized, federally authorized source, which tends to be low THC and lacking in other cannabinoids, which is crap. Now, let's keep going. Now, I think this theme of Canatalkin D with Wilson is all of these people relaxing they're hard, hardline stances. You know, we got the truckers company. They're going with the saliva that can detect detect an hour to 24 hours. That's beautiful. We got the Secret Service. They're acquiescing as well. NBA now, from a cannabis moment, NBA clarifies players won't be able to promote cannabis brands, but league will allow passive investments, investments and end testing. So uh, NBA won't be able to promote cannabis contrary to early reports about the deal with the players union but the league will remove drug testing for thc and they can invest in the industry passively now players can promote a company that makes products containing cbd they will continue to be prohibited from promoting the real stuff set to go into effect on july 1st players can invest in cbd companies without specific restrictions cannabis will be removed from the prohibited substances list so again, there we go. Now, work stoppage. This is from MJ Biz Daily. Work stoppage in Chicago area Rise Cannabis stores ends after 13 days. So there was a strike outside Rise Dispensary. 13-day work stoppage. It came to an end April 19th, right before 420, which is kind of ironic, isn't it? Green Thumb Industries offered unionized retail workers a significant wage increase, union officials say. The nearly two weeks work stoppage Organized with the International Brotherhood of Teamsters is believed to be the longest strike at a cannabis retailer in U.S. history. As incentive to return to work, they offered uh, workers increases of up to 50% who vowed to push to make those raises permanent. About 100 workers at three dispensaries participated in the work stoppage. Apparently, Green Thumb is one of the country's largest multi-state operators. 
Canada Talk Indeed with Wilson. Every Thursday, get in here, 420, open a big fat bag of cannabis news. And now a little homework for you, because I'm about to uh, wrap this up. Cannabis Now, Craig Ciesel from Felon to Cannabis Freedom Fighter. He was the guy that was pardoned by Trump as he was on his way out. Uh, the interesting story here is in 2002, Cecil co-owned a towing company near Chicago. They recovered and repaired trucks for a rental company. At a checkpoint in Laredo, border agents discovered 1,500 pounds of cannabis hidden in secret compartments. Now, I would argue if Cecil knew anything about anything, he would have never put that in there because everybody gets checkpointed in these border city towns. Everybody knows that. And if he'd been doing this for any period of time, he would know that too. And they were in secret compartments, so he could easily have not have known. Inside one of the trucks he repaired. 23, Cecil was convicted of leasing vehicles to smugglers and was handed a life sentence without the possibility of parole on drug conspiracy charges, even though he had no prior convictions. When Cecil was initially incarcerated in a maximum security prison, he was depressed. And then he became like a lawyer, because apparently they put him in a county jail in a poor mountainous area of rural Georgia. He was only of a handful of people among some 600 inmates who could actually read and write. He said he became the guy to read and write their letters and especially explain their legal documents. And so now he's out, he's free, and uh, he's working to, uh, he's gotten other people out, and it's pretty cool. Now, let me read you this. Programming on 95.9 FM, Radio Free Fargo, KRFLP is being underwritten by Drummer's Journey. Drummer's Journey offers percussion instruments, hardware, electronics, accessories, and more. They have full service for drummers, including repair, custom building, and lessons. Drummer's Journey is located at Highway 10 East Mall in Moorhead, Minnesota. Their hours are Monday through Thursday, 11 to 7. Fridays and Saturdays, 11 to 5. Sundays, noon to 5. For more info, check drummersjourney.com. They have a profile on Facebook, which you probably need to go to see the hours of operation because it wasn't included in that underwriter. And I apologize for that. I should rectify that, but I always forget. Well, let's blow out one last tune by my boy Gordon Lightfoot. Let it ride. KRFF. Let it ride. Gordon Lightfoot, rest in peace. He passed this week. He was in his 80s. And again, if you haven't dabbled into his prolific catalog of lyrical geniusy, geniusry, whatever. Can I talk to you with Wilson? That's what you've been tapped into here. Four to five. Every Thursday I get in. 420, open a big fat bag of cannabis news. Right after me is a big, long stretch of automation by my boy Fred Spell with a P, the AI robot. I'm going to have him over for dinner tomorrow. He's a real person. Anyway, this show is brought to you by Black Cottage Alchemy, blackcottagealchemy.com, Black Cottage Alchemy on Facebook. 1,600 megs of CBD goes into the body butter. You can use it for everything, stretch marks and hemorrhoids. I chose those two uh, conditions purposefully. No, I just guessed because it'll do whatever you need it to do. You got a rash, put that stuff on it. All right, but thank you, Black Cottage Alchemy, for sponsoring this show. Again, Antioch Church is where I go to put props up for the man upstairs. Uh, well, for saving my soul, but also for putting cannabis here for us to use as we see fit. We got revival services Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Come on through. We like to get down over there. You feel like jumping up and down and running around? You can do that. In fact, I'll probably chase you. Anyway, I'm going to get out of here. Educate yourselves on the benefits of cannabis so you can educate others on the said benefits i'll be back in here next thursday you can believe that and right now it's david allen judgment day peace